powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everybody. Now, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to wait for people to jump into the chat. I know it's a late one, but thanks, everyone, for being with us. And Robert's with us, which is the most important thing that Robert's there. Also, I want to point out, I have a Julian shirt now. I have a shirt with Julian McKenzie's face on it, and it's the happiest I've ever been in my life. Like, the happiest I've ever been in my life. The, 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 anyways, Robert will throw a link in the chat, and you can take a look at the cool merchandise that has Julian McKenzie's face. Remember this face. It's going on to do absolutely great things. I am Marc Dumont. I'm your host for tonight's edition of Game Over. Crazy Game Overtime started a little boring. Actually, it started worse than boring. It was, a, it was a terrible start, but obviously the Canadians came on at the end. Tonight, we're going to talk about um, Will Hoffman's game winner. We're also going to talk about just that Cole Caulfield. Can he, is he going to stay on a 40-goal pace? As well, we're going to get into the whole rookie defenseman thing because we're seeing guys like Caden Gooley. And I, am I crazy to talk about Arbor Jack and a Calder? Yes, I am crazy. But am I crazy about that? We'll see. And definitely, we're going to hit on Anthony Richard's fantastic NHL debut. I'm going to jump right in to our ad here and then we're going to bring in our guest Matt Drake the Giftmeister. You've seen him on, on Twitter. I'm going to make sure you follow him on Twitter. Old colleague of mine with my good friends over at um, Eyes on the Prize. So we're going to hey hi hi Miss Epica. Hi Charlotte. Hey Charlotte est là. Salut Charlotte. Comment ça va? Miss Epica I am well. I am very well. I'm going to be better when I bring Matt in. I'm going to do that right after this ad. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction. Canada's sports book. The NFL's in full swing, right? Right? We're seeing this. These games, they're going on. World Cup over, but you could have made a lot of money there. And obviously, hockey season's coming on uh, pretty, pretty strong. So you can bet pregame, live in play, and there's a ton of prop bets. Is Cole Caulfield, who scored tonight, going to outscore Matthews this year? Who knows? Uh, it's made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Uh, join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com, SDPN. That's sportsinteraction.com, SDPN. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Let's bring in our guest, Matt. How's it going, buddy? I'm terrific. How are you? We got the... Um, okay, so Matt, for those that don't know, Matt actually can't see my face right now, which is a bit of a reprieve because uh, on, on Windows, it's a logo. We both have the toque, but Matt looks like a bûcheron and I look like a, a hipster on, <laughs> on like my land. Like, I look like someone you really don't want to hang out with. So, anyways, that's the vibe we're doing now. Um, hey, Claire. Claire's always here and Trizak's always here. Okay, the mallard. One second, Matt. I have to... I, I might have to tape a mallard on the wall while you speak. Okay, the mallard is here, but I tried putting it up with hockey tape and it didn't work. So we're, we might put the mallard up or we're going to put the Julian shirt up. You guys can vote. Do you want the Julian shirt? It'll go on the back frame. So Matt. Is the Julian shirt his look when he, when he, uh, when he was in Columbus and they fired off the cannon? No, 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 no. The one that you got or? No, no. He looked like a young Idris Elba in that look though. I was like, man, damn, you're doing good, Julian. No, no. It's just him with his classic amazing julian style so if you load up the the youtube stream you'll see it he, he he looks amazing it's the only thing that looks good on me right now all right so we're going to jump into that game first of all i want to talk about we're going to shout out to everyone in the chat if you have a question leave it here anthony freaking richard how is that for a debut pretty damn good i mean I, I think that's the longest. Uh, I think Jeff Chaumont uh, tweeted it out from uh, Journal de Montréal that his last two NHL games, the first two that he played for the Predators, seven. he played something like seven minutes, and then in the other one he played four minutes. And I think he was well over that just at even strength. I'm not sure if he got much on the power play or on the penalty kill, but pretty damn good. 
I mean, I that impressed. effort, right? I'm thinking you keep him in the lineup, maybe promote him in the lineup even at this point. I mean, you didn't have very much going for you in that game. And at even strength, he was one of the best players on the ice. You check natural stat check right now, and I have it open. He was at uh, 60% of even strength shot attempts while he was on the ice. And this is Second a game where the, the Coyotes outshot the Habs by a lot. By a lot. And out-attempted them by a lot. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was doing that well at even strength, uh, he almost scored too. I think I think Evans maybe put the puck in the net. And then if he had noticed that the rebound was coming right back to him, which of course, you know, it came pretty quickly. You can't really blame him for missing that rebound. He would have had a goal as well. Mm-hmm. So, man, I'm, I'm thinking you got to keep him in the lineup and start thinking about promoting him too. There you go. We're going to give another, hey, Ghoulie Nation is here, Noah. And hey, what's up? We're going to, it's X96MN. Couldn't come to a lot of shows this year. Well, no, you're here now, and so is Habs Gaming. All right, yeah, Anthony Richard, the speed, the intensity for a team that's getting sleepy, Matt. This is maybe a little... This is kind of like a Gallagher light. You know how everyone calls Rafael Hervé Pinard Gallagher light? I think Anthony Richard is probably a little closer. And he can get in your face, and he's faster. So this is a guy, in my opinion, I don't like seeing Slavkovsky fall down the lineup, but I think it was justified in this case. However, it's even more justified to take out an older vet and give Richard that spot, right? Uh, definitely. Um, I, I don't think you want to bump Slaff down too much. I mean, I was talking about it the other day, I might want to walk this back, but I was talking about it on Twitter that, you know, if they're going to put Anderson on that top line, maybe, you know, don't do that and, and put Slavkovsky there instead. After seeing that game, you know, I'm not too sure that he's ready for those top line minutes. It, it was a rough game for Slavkovsky. Let's be honest. Yeah. It was a rough game. It's hard to say that he deserves a promotion at that point. Mm. Um, but if he shot 100%, deserves a promotion. I'd, I'd try him on that top line instead of Anderson because what we do know you... that doesn't work. We've seen it plenty of times. I'd give him a shot. Yeah. What do you have to lose? Game. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a development year, right? You might as well find out what some of your younger players can and can't do and uh, give him that shot and see what he can do with it. I'm thinking also in Rishal's case, listen, like we call him a prospect. You have 25 ans there. He's 25 years old. So uh, like there, there's a point where you kind of have to, and they're, they're there with Yulunin as well in the AHL where you kind of have to figure out what these guys have, right? And for this type of year, as you said, like Anderson doesn't work there. Let's be honest. Doc is the only thing that works. And that's what worked tonight, right? Gets back on the top line and boom, they have scoring chances. But what happens when Monaghan's out of the lineup and Doc's on the top line? The rest of the lineup's terrible. So this might be a nice little solution to cover that Monaghan gap. Would you give him power play time? Because, I mean, at this point, what's what's there to lose? I'd give him power play time, 100%. Uh, and I'd give, uh, I mean, the power play is horrible at this point. You might as well try any and every body right? that you have to see if something gets going because right now you're getting nothing out of it. I mean, Cole Caulfield is doing all of his damage at even strength. He mm-hmm. chips in with the occasional power play goal here or there when he gets a good look, yeah. but you, you don't have anything going. I would keep throwing new bodies on there until you find something that works and then stick with it because you know, we, we know they're not making the playoffs this season. We know they're going to be in the draft lottery. They might actually have two picks in the, in the draft lottery of Florida mm-hmm. keeps going the way that they're going. And you, you might as well just try and find out, like I said, Try everybody everywhere and see what works because once this team gets to the other end of the rebuild, having a power play that works is going to be super important. All the good teams, the teams that compete and make the playoffs that win Stanley Cups, they have power plays that actually work. The Habs don't. So find out. Find out who can do it, who can't, and then stick with what works. And speaking of which, because there's a big Ghoulie Nation push in the chat right now. 
Um, we're going to get to Gouli in the second segment because we're also going to talk about Jackai and Harris and, and Kovacevic, the Habs' best, four best defensemen. Although Harris and Kovacevic had a rough night, but there's a pretty good point here for the whole... Um, wait, let's go back to Richal real quick. Slavkovsky did have a rough game and it got pointed out here, but the idea that the second that he has a rough game, it his numbers drop mid-game... Mid that's the type of pressure you don't want to put on a first overall pick, right? Like, that's the kind of pressure Kotkanemi was under, and it cracked him. I, I really wish they'd show a little more patience in-game with Slavkovsky. What's your opinion on his his usage so far? I mean, I, I don't like him being on the fourth line. That was why I'd been arguing, you know, let's put him up. If you're going to move things around, if you're not going to have Doc on that top line, then give it to Slavkovsky for a game and see what he can do with it. Because you didn't draft him first overall for him to be a fourth liner. So do you really want to develop him on the fourth line? I don't think that's ideal. So I, I understand why they're moving him down in the lineup to try and get a, a little bit less pressure on him, maybe a little bit less uh, tough competition. Uh, than he would typically get if he was playing with a Caulfield and with a Suzuki. But at the same time, again, you didn't draft him to be on the fourth line, so why are you playing him there? I, I think w the best thing for them to do, and I had argued this before, was send him to the World Juniors. Let him go play for Slovakia and compete for, for them. You know, they're, they're going to have a tough time winning a medal there, but he would take them to a, a level that they're not going to be at without him, right? He would get a chance to play with Philip Meshar and uh, potentially go out there and you know, ball out a little bit and maybe – give himself a little bit of extra confidence. Yeah. Um, I well, know the deadline for that was like today. I don't know if it's already passed, but uh, you know, if, if I was, if, if I had my say, I would have sent him to the world juniors. I would have let him uh, get that experience under his belt and then come back maybe a little fresher. See, I, I, okay. The moment they, okay. December 1st, there's an injury. Slavkovsky gets a promotion. His numbers start to skyrocket immediately. I'm like, okay, here we go. Because he had shown really good things in the fourth line. Right. Even though let's be honest, Jake, Jake Evans, good guy. Sorry, Jake. You know, not exactly conducive to scoring points when you're on the fourth line with Michael Pizzetta and Jake Evans. But despite that, he was putting up a rookie scoring pace that was about the same as Kutkinemi and Lafreniere. You know, like, okay, pretty good. The moment he went into the top six, his numbers skyrocketed, and so did his underlying numbers, and so did the Canadians' numbers. So, I, like, I'm a big fan of preaching patience, but when a, when a prospect does everything you ask, it gets demoralizing at this point, but I'm going to say this. I don't think let's, let's say compared to, to cut Kinemi, I don't think Slavkovsky will, will, will melt under the pressure. And I'm not trying to be, I know that sounds horrible for cut Kinemi. He just, some people thrive under pressure. Others don't. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. And cut Kinemi did not love the pressure. I think Slavkovsky can handle it a little better, right? It seems that way. I mean, he's, he's gotten rocked a few times. And the, the one thing is we, we, when you see a young player that gets hit the way that he has is can they start, can they figure out how to avoid that? Right. And yeah. working with Adam Nicholas, we've already seen a difference in him keeping his head up a little bit more, uh, keeping his wits about him. And every time that he's gotten rock, he pops right back up, gets back into the game as best as he possibly can. Yeah. Uh, and ends up playing reasonably well, especially given that he just took such a hard hit. So uh, the, it's the worrisome. fact that he's dealt with that, okay. yeah, it's worrisome. Yeah. But the fact that he's dealt with it and that he's come back from it and that he's working to improve it, it tells you that, you know, he kind of can see the spotlight that he's under and he knows what he needs to work on and he's working on it. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think he's going to crack under the pressure. I don't think it's going to be okay. another Kakanyemi situation. I mean, we, I certainly hope nobody offers sheets him some ridiculous number in the $6 million is immediately coming off of his entry level contract and puts us in a position or puts the Habs rather not us in a position where they have to either match it or 
uh, or not match it. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to end up in the same situation. I think the production is going to come. I think it's a matter of figuring out a configuration to the lineup that actually allows him to have those good underlying numbers, to have those good games without having to bump him back down to the fourth line every time something doesn't go ideally well. I'm thinking that the, the trade deadline will probably clear that up, but you just don't want to burn that much time. Um, okay, yes, Denis, we were just talking about Anthony Richard. That was our whole intro. Okay, to recap, man, he's fast. Man, he's intense. He's got a sneaky shot. And me and Matt both agreed. Matt and I agreed that uh, he, he he stays in the lineup at this point. And maybe even you give him a look uh, a little higher in the lineup. Okay, good point here by Paper Dolls. And, and this is a distinction. Uh, today I made a joke about Safkowski, he needs to keep his head up. I was really just going after Harry Kane because anytime I get to insult the Spurs, that's like I'm happy. But it wasn't him keeping his head down, but it was a lack of situational awareness. Let's put it that way. So I think when we talk about head down, I think it's more of being aware of what's on the ice in Safkowski's case. And that takes time. And that takes that if he makes a mistake, he's got to stay up there in the lineup. So again, to finish it all off, I really wanted him to stay in Montreal instead of going to Halifax, but that was with the caveat that he stays in the top six. So if he's back in the bottom six, it's not too late, by the way. They could officially send him, um, but obviously they're not going to. Okay, we're going to jump into our next segment in just one moment. Um, <laughs> Claire is saying <laughs> Anthony Richard, <laughs> his nickname's Tony Dick. I like that. It's like <laughs> it's like the, the Tony Stark porn version there. <laughs> All right, I'm tired. I'm very tired as well. I don't know if you noticed. Matt, which rookie impressed you most in the blue line tonight? And that's a cool question because there's actually a couple couple answers, but which one stood out for you? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I'd still have to go with Caden Gooley. Uh, the play that he made to set up that Caulfield goal. Uh, yeah, the primary assist went to Josh Anderson, but you might as well just go ahead and hand the primary assist to Caden Gooley on that one. Yeah. His forays into the offensive zone are becoming more and more impressive. Uh, we saw it throughout his time in the WHL with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Like once he got traded to that team, all of a sudden you saw his offense really start to flourish. And yeah. now in the NHL, it's the same thing. When he's getting the opportunities to to make those forays into the offensive zone, they're getting better and better and better. And that was an amazing one, man. The way he cut around behind the net and fed the puck into the slot. Good pass by Anderson afterwards, but really you could give that primary assist to Caden Gooley. Uh, and his physicality hasn't gone anywhere either. He's still able to put the body on people whenever he feels like it. Mm -hmm. He does it without putting himself out of position. His gap control is on point all the time. The only mistake of the night was that he got his stick knocked out of his hand and they got scored against, but that should have been a penalty. So mm -hmm. realistically, you can't fault him for not being in position to make a stop on that one because he had no stick. It got no, taken exactly. out of his hands. So uh, great game from him. Yeah. String of great games from him in a row. It, it's hard not to pick him as the most impressive rookie in that game. I was, oh yeah, and, and Paper Dolls is always here in our chat to remind me to do my job. So you got to like, and hello, fellow youths. Can you can you please like and subscribe to the channel, uh, fellow youths? How are you? What, I'll say this, Ghoulie's most impressive play to me, and not to sound like that contrarian, but it was shorthanded at one point. He joined the rush, created a high danger chance, and then he, he got back in position before the two forwards that were, weren't as deep as him. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's smart positioning. That's, that's his gap control was perfect on a shorthanded rush. And you know, like <laughs> it takes on magnitudes of, of impressiveness, but I will say, and I got this so wrong with Arbor Jackeye this summer. I was basically saying like, cool story, but this let, let's be honest, like this, this kid's not going to do anything in the NHL. And um, sorry, Arbor. Once again, shockingly, I was very wrong. His, skating 
is what's really impressing me. Yeah, he's getting points out there, but have you noticed how he's driving the rush? How he's controlled exits are going through the roof? Like, is Arbor Jackai a mobile defender? Or, or like... 100%. If you... I don't know how many of his games you saw when he was playing for the Bulldogs um, last year, but... Not a lot. No matter what broadcast you watch, they would all marvel at his skating. They'd be like, guys that size shouldn't be able to move that well. Right. That's what I love about this guy so much is that he's an actual player. Like he skates very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he shoots the puck quite well. We haven't even really seen him use his clapper. Uh, it's surprising how much velocity he can get on that thing. But he tends to favor a quick flick from the blue line instead. We saw well, that, that on the uh, on the Christian Dvorak goal. Yeah, it works. He gets it on net. He gets it on net through traffic. So you know, use what works for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wait, when he breaks out that clapper, you'll see he can really fling that as well. I love PK Subban. Um, but his skating is, is, is excellent. And that's, what's great about having him on the team is like, you know, we've had goons before we've had guys who can fight. We've had guys who can feed you your lunch, but they can't play. And every time they're out there, they're essentially a liability. They play four or five minutes a night. They're just taking up a roster spot for the sake of being able to beat people up. He's not that he can actually play. He can really contribute. Uh, and it just so happens he's, he's pretty nice in a fight as well. You know what? And here's the crazy part is that he's, well, it's not crazy at all, but he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Like, I at, in in Buffalo, he would he'd come up and he was like, "Hey, man! Like, I saw that you know you you recorded a video with me at Dev Camp. Like, do you want to maybe record another one and put it on the internet? You know, like, because he was building up his brand awareness. And I'm like, geez, this guy is kind of is well, not kind of. He's very smart. He knew how many impressions the other video got, and he's like, if we do that, my name will be out there. And and then he went and he knocked out um, Zachary or he stole Mascut's soul. So that was. Like, yeah, that was his homecoming. Yeah, smart guy and, and super nice. Like, just one of the nicest guys out there. So, for everyone that was like me and that basically said big guy won't do much, um, we were dead wrong. Like, I, I need to eat. I've, st- I've still been using the quote that he said in your video that you put on Twitter. He was like, salut, you see our Jack guy. I've been using that every time he lands a big hit. I put out a GIF or a, a MP4 or something of it. And I always put, I tend to put that as the caption. I love that it. Or something, something, sheriff. I don't know. But it was a great video. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You go from feet up, and then he's just right. like, you see Jar- Arbor Jack guy." It's just, and you know, he seems the crazy, like such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy, and this is how smart he was. He's like, "Hey, how about this time we do it in French?" And he's like, "Can you mm. teach me just real quick?" Like, he, I just had to just throw him a couple lines, but he, you know, he's like, "Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do this in French so that the French fan." And I'm thinking, as a francophone, I'm like, "Okay." Like he understands the market, so yeah. it's Ben, and he's leading all. Uh, rookie defenseman in scoring, like he's he's getting he's getting even strength points. I think he might be right behind Goulian Harris for total even strength points. It's been just like okay. When do we start the Arbor Jack I Calder discussion? That's where no, but honestly, all jokes aside, his underlying numbers are great. He's putting up goals. He stole Cassian's soul. What more do you want from a rookie? If it was a fan vote, you know he'd be like way up there, way yeah. up there. Um, I, I, I think it's not, it, it is a little crazy to suggest that he could win the Calder or that he'd be in the conversation. I think Gooley's a more likely candidate from the Habs to be in that conversation, mm-hmm. uh, albeit maybe not win it. But when you look at Jack guy's numbers, it's hard to deny that he deserves to be in a similar conversation to yeah. Gooley. I mean, um, again, if it was a fan vote, I think Habs fans would push him in there. No problem. Like, like Mike Komoserik at the uh, all-star game, right? Yeah. Like Mike Komoserik at the (laughs) all-star game. And like, Um, who else? There was like Pierre Dagenet. Okay. Our chat wants some 
and I know you're gonna be able to do this a little bit of it's Noel always asks because I think I traded Montembeau in like the first game over the season so we're gonna give Montembeau some love here like mm -hmm. I mean Matt did you expect this from, not just tonight from him this season he's been one of the better goalies in the NHL yeah, I don't I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know his goals saved above expected were like uh, top 10 in the league. Yeah, and I think yeah he was hovering around like are. eight or 10 goals saved above expected, which is ridiculous, you know. After that game, it's got to be a little bit higher than it even was. I mean, <laughs> was not a guy that you ever would have picked to be a potential, you know, starter, like workhorse goaltender in the NHL. Right. But the way that he's played this year, you've got to wonder if there's a possibility. Everybody knows goaltenders are weird. They develop they, yes, they don't they have develop the same late. curve as any other player. Right. Mm -hmm. Look at Tim Thomas's career arc. Right. The guy ends up winning a Stanley Cup. And when he was Samuel Montembeau's age, do you think anybody was saying, yeah, Tim Thomas, that's our guy. We're going to win a Stanley Bennington Cup. Bennington was in the ECHL, right? At his age, if I remember correctly. So um Yeah. yeah. Look, shows what I know. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that tells you all you need to know about goaltending is that it's not always like the, the guys who end up being elite starters aren't always carry price. They're not always drafted in the top five and ascend to their rightful place uh, in the net starting goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Again, it's a, it's a development year. It's an evaluation year. So I think you evaluate everybody. The nice thing that they have with the goaltenders, they have flexibility so they can afford to yeah. give Samuel Montembeau games this year. They have Caden Primo locked up for another, what, three? Um, Jake Allen's locked up as well. So they've yeah. got flexibility that takes them to uh, to a decision point there. I think you give Montembeau as many games as you can this season. Uh, you see what he can do. And if he keeps this up, then he potentially earns the right to continue to audition yeah. for that role. And, man, the way he's played, it's hard to deny him. Like, Lights honestly, up. when they play when they play some of the tougher games, I – would almost rather see him than Jake Allen at this point. He, he, he like I mean, I think Jake Allen's been really important for the Habs, especially that playoff run. I mean, I know he wasn't in the playoff run, but yeah. without him, they don't get to the playoffs, right? Um, so they don't get to the Stanley Cup final. But uh, Samuel Montembeau, let's be perfectly honest, has has outplayed him significantly. And if it was a meritocracy, then you'd have he'd be your starter right now. Now, obviously. That goes contrary to the tank. He's like the he's like, what do you call those those metal things there that stop tanks there? <laughs> he's basically um, without Motabo, they'd be kind of bottom three ish team right now. So he's he's making it fun for the fans, and that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Oh, okay, bonne nuit, Claire. Salut, Claire. Ça va? They're saying uh, right now that the chat um, they're comparing it to football as well, and that is a pretty good. We always thought goalie should be better earlier but statistically like in football you're peaking around like 28 ish 30 which is very old um in hockey it's actually close to 26 27 is the peak year for most goalies so technically speaking like forwards is 23 for goalies he hasn't reached his prime yet so it'll be interesting to see uh you know what he can do and 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 I, i'm saying trade jake allen at the deadline at this point and again i know i trade everyone but why wouldn't you right why wouldn't you go see what he can get and I'd been saying that last year as well, and I was surprised <laughs> that they didn't. Right? There are teams out there that could absolutely. Oh, use teams Jake called Allen. about Jake Allen. I know this for a fact. Yeah. Right. And why? Maybe even a team. A, maybe table? even a team in Ontario. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not not to mm. throw rumors out there, but uh, it happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think we have a pretty good idea. Well, I at least have a pretty good idea of who you're referring to there. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> look, it's. With the flexibility that they have at the goaltender position, they can afford to trade one of them. 
right? Mm -hmm. If your best offer is for Jake Allen because he's got that established starter you, caliber you pull the trigger. to him, then you, you pull the trigger, right? You need all the assets you can get. And I don't think anybody in their right mind is going to say, well, no, we're going to hang on to Jake Allen and he's going to be our starter at the, at the tail end of the rebuild. By the time you see that light at the end of the tunnel, Jake Allen is going to be, you know, leaving his prime, right? So you might as well give him that opportunity. I think he's earned the opportunity to yeah. go to a playoff team and get that and, and, and get the chance to go and compete for a Stanley Cup. And the Habs can't afford to say, no, we're not going to take these assets because we want to hold on to him and hope that he's going to be there when we hit that light at the end of the tunnel. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I'd let him go at the deadline, um, send him to a contender, give him that shot. And, you know, if it's Toronto, it's Toronto. I still hope they don't win the Cup. I never, I never said it was Toronto. It was Toronto. Um, so yeah, and they're 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 saying here, big quick question. I, I, I honestly, I think, and they're asking in the chat if um, Allen is worth more now or at deadline. I think the risk is that if you get by the deadline and he's won nine of his thirty games and his save percentage is eight seventy five, I think the risk there is that you actually kind of tank his value. So, like, hard to predict, and and teams get desperate at the deadline, but. You rarely see goalies move at the deadline. So uh, if I'm the Habs, I'm picking up the phone on him, on Josh Anderson. On, no, I'm not going to start trading absolutely everyone right now. Okay, we're going to go to um, our last segment in just one bit. Again, shout out to everyone in the crowd. Like, thank you so much for being with us. This is pretty darn cool. Coming off a big win, we talked about Anthony Richard. Uh, we talked about the ghoulie jack-eye experience. And now we're going to talk about Cole Caulfield because he's on pace for 40 goals. So in this potentially miserable season, you have a hell of a... Uh, what, who's the last guy to score 40? Matt Snazlin? Vincent Danfuss. Oh, or no, Stéphane Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would have been Danfuss, Richie, and then uh, and then Naslin. Sorry, I, I don't know why I went... I don't know why I skipped those two. But, it, you know, it's it's been a long darn while since we had a 40-goal score. Yeah. Does he do it? Oh, uh, Yeah. I've, I've been saying, I said it before the season even started. I was like, this is the year he's going to get to 40. Um, honestly, if they figured out the power play, he would hit 50. That's the craziest I, part. I don't think. He, he's, he, he's got what, like three power play? Like, it's terrible. He has almost no power play goals. Yeah. If they had a functional power play, not even, I'm not saying a top 10 no, no. power play. Just middle, middle of the pack power like, play. He'd be, or, he'd be kissing 50 this season. Or, or historically not the worst in the league over the last five years. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know what? Something better than, you know, yeah, like the worst in the last five years. So we were talking that's, about... That's about all they would need. Suban, like, uh, you know, because they're going to honor him. But then uh, for some reason, the conversation on Twitter went to Markov, which who I love. Big fan of Andre Markov. Um, the power play has been total shit since the moment... Andre Markov left the team, and that's not a coincidence. Andre Markov papered over a lot of issues. He made millionaires out of Komisarek, Surrey, Straight, who else? Marc-André Bergeron, Michel Therrien. He helped Subban increase it. Like, he made about $400 million for other players, and it's no coincidence since then they haven't had a power play, a power play quarterback, which is my, my argument, and I know everyone wants to see Gouli there. I'd like to see Jordan Harris on the power play. What do you think about that? I love it. He's like got I no shot. He's got no shot, but you know, he's going to move the puck. Try everybody, right? Like you don't you don't necessarily need to have a guy back there with a shot, right? Uh, first of all, let's do away with the five forwards thing completely and forever and never go back to that. Right? Which is such a shame, Not Matt, cuz I love four, five forwards. I was so excited that Louis was doing it. Ugh. It's crap. But it's total need, crap. You you do need a quarterback and generally speaking 
the general is kind of the mold of what you want. And Andre Markov wasn't always, you know, firing off big shots on the power play. His specialty move, most people who watched him back in the day will remember, was sliding in on the back door where nobody saw him coming. Sneaky, sneaky. And then yeah. somebody throws a pass across, you know, uh, my dream would be to somehow get back to the day when Saku Koivu used to be the one throwing that pass across to Andre Markov. Like um, a lot of magic happened there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had, uh, and they had Surrey at the time who was that decoy. But hey, I mean. yeah. It was vision in and, his case. And and what Markov did is that he made goalies move. When you watch a power play now, the goalies aren't moving. Like like the goalies might as well do their taxes while the Habs are on the power yep. play. It's it's Yep. And at this point, do you fire Alex Burrows cuz I mean, he's been terrible on special teams, but the issue predated him. So like whose fault is this? I would have fired him last season when they fired them in the Um I, I think I wrote about that a few different times last year actually. Really? But um well everyone loves him though that's the tough part everyone loves him i'm I'm sure everyone loves him and you know i'm sure he's a great guy but realistically if your responsibility has been the power play it's been brutal since he's been there and you're right it kind of predates him as well Mm. but did you do anything to improve it right that that would really be my question when it comes to a coach that's responsible for a specific aspect of the game is have you done anything to improve it and so far the answer is no it's the simpsons gif right right? like we've done nothing and we're all out of ideas They, they have weapons is my is my issue, right? Like you mentioned Harris. I mean, Harris, no, he doesn't have a shot, but why aren't you trying him there? But he can because move clearly, the puck. He, he can move and the puck. And he was a he great can... power play QB at Northeastern. Like, fantastic there when they use him yep. there. So he got, yeah, I think he led the league in D scoring on the power play when he was there. Like, And do you, if he's out there and you also have Cole Caulfield, and like when you have Caulfield and Suzuki on the same power play, there's two weapons already that can shoot the puck. Mm-hmm. You don't need another shot. So put Harris on there. Why not? He oh, can move the puck. And he can get he the can puck get on them, net. He can get those other two guys into situations where they have, you know, that lateral movement that actually, like you said, makes the goaltenders move. So they have to stop doing their taxes and actually pay attention to the game for a minute. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the puck's on Cole Caulfield's stick with lateral movement. Cole Caulfield can, you could be standing still doing your taxes in the net, square to his <laughs> shot and staring at him and knowing that he's about to shoot and he can still beat you. Yeah. So when you get the lateral movement, you add that into the mix, it's game over. He's scoring every time. It's it's this this episode brought to you by uh, H&R Block. Um, okay, we're getting some heat here for not talking about Mike Hoffman. Hey, I'm a big Mike Hoffman fan. I'll be perfectly honest. I hated how everyone was crapping on him at the beginning of the year because I'm thinking, you're ruining his trade value. No, like this guy's a, he's, he's, I think he's the most prolific goal scorer on the team right now, like historically speaking. He's got six 20-goal seasons. He's on his way to another, if I'm not incorrect. Hoffman has picked it up. I I know everyone is quick to criticize him, but statistically speaking, Hoffman's been decent, hasn't he? I, I was one of the people who was criticizing him on Twitter, so I, I'm gonna have to. You know, he looks okay. To he gives that. the perception uh, that he's not trying. I'll, I will give you that. Like he's he, yeah. but he puts up points, man. But lately, he's been pretty solid. I I don't have any complaints about him. You know, uh, and I was one of the guys that was looking for complaints about him early goings of the season. So, I mean, I got to admit, lately he's been quite good. Obviously, that goal in overtime there, just a snipe. I mean, it wasn't even, it wasn't your standard three-on-three OT goal either. It was on a rush uh, through a little bit of traffic. Like, there were some bodies in the way there as well, and he still managed to snipe it. I mean, he can put the puck in the net. He knows how to score. That's, That's it. Yeah. I would trade him too, though. I <laughs> Drive him to, to Pierre-Elliott Trudeau there tonight. No, no, but this is good for the trade value because you're looking at guys like Monaghan will get a... Re- Monaghan's gone, in my opinion. Well, not my opinion. I'm oh, like, yeah. 
it's it's pretty much confirmed this guy's gone at the deadline. Um, you're you're you then you're wondering are you going to be able to move guys like uh, Armia or not Armia? He's expiring, but guys that have an extra year left, and that's Hoffman. If he picks it up a little bit, I think you might get some healthy return for him uh, on the trade market right now. From what I hear, and um, it's everyone's looking for a center, but Hoffman's probably one of the best wingers available. So that could be interesting. Um, okay, they're asking what does he fetch at the deadline? Matt, what's your prediction for Hoffman? If he goes. I think the only problem with Hoffman is the additional time and what he's currently at is that they're going to have to eat salary. In he's got another, what, 4.5 um, next year? He's got another four. I think it's four point five, four point two five. I can't remember. I'd have to go double check, but it's 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 in the fours, which means they're probably going to have to eat salary to move him, and that means they're eating that salary next year as well. Uh, but if they eat the salary, right? If they eat say fifty percent, they go to the max. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could fetch a first rounder for him. You heard it here first, and if it doesn't happen, we never heard it at all. Um, they're, they're also they're they're talking about here. Uh, oh, sorry. There's a great question in my chat. I just lost it because I'm an old man. Let me let me find this real quick. Hold on. Old man scrolling. Okay, yeah, exactly. They talked about Ben Sherratt and the story in Montreal. And this is uh, uh, Noel that brings it up. We knew he was a bad defender, let's be perfectly honest. Um, He still fetched one of the best returns in the history of the franchise. Now, it's a defenseman. It's different. But goals go for a lot at the deadline. So, eh, we'll see how it goes. Hey, Joe the Snoop is... Oh, and Sydney... So you're in Australia? Okay. So this is how it feels for you to watch hockey? You're up at crazy hours? Because it's 5 o'clock there. I guess it's annoying when we complain about it, right? Like, oh, we're so tired. Good on you for watching hockey. We're going to wrap it up fairly shortly. Um, In the end, Matt predicts easy 40, right, for Caulfield? Maybe 50 if he had a power play. Was that it? He's crossing 40. Uh, I I, I will be stunned if he doesn't cross 40. Uh, and again, if they fix the power play somehow, miraculously, between now and the end of the season, maybe he kisses 50. Well, an easy way to fix the power play is 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 get the guys you're trying to get a fourth-round pick for, like Dadanov and them, come débarrasse, débarrasse, bon débarrasse. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's starting to grind me that, like, I, I, I know St. Louis doesn't want these guys in the power play. I Like, I'm guaranteeing you the, the it's coming from above there, the order. And the idea that you're going to get a fourth instead of a fifth for Dadanov, like, whoof. Who cares, man? Come, It's not important. So that's the one side of the St. Louis thing. And I don't know if I can blame him for it that I don't like is the focus put on the veterans. I know why, but is it worth it if you're hindering guys like Safkovsky? Um, not so much. I'd like to see him. It's crazy because he gives so much trust to these young defensemen, uh, but the young forwards not necessarily as, uh, as much. As much confidence. Yes, okay. As Robert yeah. says, real quick, I will be gone for the holidays. I'm actually planning on going back to Ottawa. I haven't seen my family in about a year, and I get to go see my godson. He wants to go ice fishing with me, which is so cool. Like, he saw us ice fishing last year, and he was two years old, and he wanted to go. So this year, he's going to go. I want to thank absolutely everybody. Um, salut dans le chat. Happy holidays, Jack. Kokoran. Happy holidays to you. Is there anything before we go, Matt, that you want to touch upon? Where do you think where do you think the Habs are going? Because there was some talk about Connor Bedard in the chat earlier. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but things are looking good for a pretty high pick for the Habs, aren't they? They are. And I don't know if anybody caught the uh the pre-tournament match that they played that Canada played against Switzerland uh earlier today, but mm. uh man, Connor Bedard was something else. Those passes, like... Vic, uh, 
il y a des pires choses dans la vie qu'être en dernier rang puis avoir une chance à Connor Bedard. So, ouais. um, I, I, <laughs> I salivate at the idea of getting Connor Bedard. I honestly, I, I've seen him play many times, but watching that particular game against Switzerland, uh, he gifted Shane Wright a goal at one point where Shane Wright literally afterwards, like he looked embarrassed to have scored it because right. it really should have been it, a Dallas goal. It's one of those But, where you just don't celebrate. <laughs> like that, that was too easy. Yeah, you know? no, he literally just went like this and then mm -hmm. he pointed over at, at Bedard <laughs> to say like, yeah, that, that's really that's your yours. goal, man. Yeah. Um, man, he's a ridiculously good player. I don't think the Habs are going to be bad enough to have the best odds, but, but I think they're going to be bad enough that they're going to have odds. But as And, as who was mentioning it in the chat here, we were talking about Fantelli. Like there, there's some high, like top five right now, in my opinion, goes number one overall last year, every time, like the top five guys right now, whether it's Mishkov, like there's just so much talent in that yeah. draft that as exciting as the Habs have been, they're trending way downwards. And that is very good like that's that's exactly what we want um all right Lots so also i want to mention here because robert for those in the chat know robert's our excellent moderator i'm going to be out of town and andrew is also unavailable so robert's going to be hosting game over so i want to make sure everyone tunes in for that um what is it it's wednesday's game robert either way he's going to be hosting game over it's going to be great i'm going to be tuning in from a forest with my with my phone and uh make sure to uh tune in for that again like everything smash subscribe or else steve dangle will chuck coal in my face it's not a christmas thing he's just really mean you guys don't know this he gets really mean and he throws coal at people uh i want to thank everyone in the chat miss epica noel trizak paper dolls robert and uh, nine six millimeter is that it 97 are you big uh big uh jagger fan and paper dolls everyone that always comes joyeux noel um happy hanukkah happy holidays uh matt thank you so much for joining us where can we find you Well, you can find me at www.habseyesontheprize.com. That's where I do most of my writing. Uh, we also have podcasts available. Um, we're, we're, we're only in audio format, though, so you can find them on Spotify or on Apple. Nobody needs to look at this mug any more than they have to. Um, I'm so telling you, you got, the better, you got the better toque thing. Like, I've been fidgeting with my toque all night. I'm trying to make it look cool like yours, but I just, I don't got it, man. I, I shaved right before I came on, so I don't look as cool as you. I, well, I shoveled my driveway twice today, so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to uh, take the toque off because my hair probably looks terrible underneath it. Um, so <laughs> we, we, we left it on and we just let the, the, the lettuce come out the back a little bit. I like that. I like that. Well, yeah, and you can find uh, Matt on Twitter. I think it's at uh, DrakeMT, right? Correct. Perfect. And uh, yeah, so go to Habs Eyes on the Prize. Uh, I, I used to work there. Great people. Fantastic information. Go check out Matt on Twitter. And Robert reminded me because I forget everything, that it's Friday that he is hosting. So make sure to tune in for that. Joyeux Noël, tout le monde. Joyeux Noël, Noël. <laughs> yes. And uh, I will see you all on New Year's Eve. So um, I had to cancel all my super cool plans on New Year's Eve. All my friends are right here, out of frame, laughing with me. Don't worry. I'm going to be partying with them. Uh, I'll see you on New Year's Eve for the Capitals game. But in the meantime, tune in for the next game over following the next Habs game. That's it for me. That's it for Matt. Joyeux Noël, tout le monde. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.